0: You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.
1: Welcome to Women on the Line, a national feminist current affairs programme produced by women and gender non conforming people at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne, on Murundjeri country of the Kulin Nations and broadcast on the Community Radio Network. I'm Iris Lee. This week, we hear from two protests against injustice, one on housing rights and the next on First Nations land rights. Later in the program, we hear from the Gamil Means No National Day of Action. Milleri people situated in northern New South Wales are fighting against the now approved construction of the Santos gas project which will destroy sacred homelands and be an act of cultural genocide. But first, we hear from a protest against the alarming eviction of people experiencing homelessness from hotels in Melbourne, Victoria. On Monday, the 30th of November, the Renters and Housing Union Victoria held a snap protest against evictions into homelessness. The protest was held outside Ivor Stiles Hotel in the Melbourne Central Business District, where 40 people are being forced to leave their emergency accommodation. The eviction affects thousands more and comes as the Victorian government winds back its temporary support of homeless people during the pandemic, who were offered hotels. Now we hear from lively chants from the protests and from renters and housing union member Adriana. I'm joined by Adriana who is a member of the Renters and Housing Union and we're going to be talking a bit about what's happening in Victoria in terms of housing, in terms of evictions of people who are homeless and some broader issues as well. Thanks for joining me on Women on the Line Adriana.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Could you talk a bit about the context around housing in Victoria at the moment and how homeless people have um, been supported or not supported during the pandemic?
2: Yeah, sure. So throughout the pandemic, without increased restrictions of the stay home orders, um, homeless folk were accommodated in hotels. It was a really, really quick, fast move by the government and then housing services worked really quick to get get people under a roof. Um it it was a really good idea I guess at the time. Women's on the line <laughs> oh that was women on the line. Women on the line <laughs> <laughs>
1: So during the pandemic, the Victorian government has put up a few thousand people experiencing homelessness in hotels. How do you see this policy in terms of, is it a short-term fix in terms of what we're going to go into later in terms of these hotels where people are being evicted from currently?
2: Um. Yeah, well, it... It has been a pretty, a very short-term fix. Um, It's now, I think they said that there was 2,500 people um, accommodated in these hotels and only 1,200, I think, are getting ongoing support. So that's a whole 1,300 other people who are now having, have been told um, that, they can either choose a rooming house um which isn't suitable on on a good day um they're overcrowded expensive unhygienic um and and if a person has experienced trauma um and other things they they don't want to live there and and it's completely fair um there are um so there are there are 1,300 people at the moment who have been told um, that they need to sort themselves out. Um, there was a term used that they should self-resolve, which sounds absolutely wild in, in my head because how are you going to tell people um, we've got nothing for you? Like if a housing, if housing services have nothing for them, that mm. means that there is probably nothing like there is nothing for them so that means we need like as we need as a community to have more safe and affordable housing and that starts Mm. with government um they're the ones that create these policies and these support packages where is the safe and affordable housing that that people are needing we've got over a hundred thousand people on a public housing list and and an announcement of twelve thousand houses, like that's that's great. I'm I'm stoked about your, you know, twelve thousand. Um, but what happens to the other ninety thousand? And not everyone that's homeless is on the the public wait list. Um, not everyone's eligible. You know, that's um, it's still missing people. So I think that it's yeah, it was. It's great that people were able to get off the streets during a global pandemic, but um the the issues with unsafe housing started well before COVID. Um, and, and we can't really go back to a pre-COVID normal. Mm-hmm. Um pre-COVID normal was already unsafe, was already making people choose between really awful. Um, share accommodation where they don't want to be, um, or or the street. And as a community, I, I just feel we could do a lot better than that.
1: So what I'm hearing is there are very significant systemic issues in terms of housing in Victoria, in Australia, in terms of there being almost no housing that's affordable for people on welfare or not and not affordable for people who can't access welfare um and and the renters and housing union union held an action outside one of the hotels where people are getting evicted from recently um do yourself and the union see the systemic issues as a big cause about what's going on not just now but in terms of the last few years and and decades in terms of housing and like the tens of thousands of people who are homeless and many more like millions of people facing housing insecurity. Um, Um, Do you have any response to that? That was a lot.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I guess, um, well, as a union, we've really been pushing for just, at the moment just extending funding so people have a roof over their head until options actually come up um and and more broadly for for services and ev- and the government to be working together to be able to to provide these um houses women on the line we've been really shocked with the number of people that are getting um exited i've got quotation marks going on at the moment um from these accommodations because they're literally just exiting them to nothing and then pretending that everything's okay um, and they're not thinking about the human beings that that this is impacting on. Um, we've just gone through a pandemic and everyone has learned the importance of having a safe house to be in. We all saw on the news that mental health um, declined, that family violence increased. And then we're going to be pushing people out onto the streets and, and that just... It just doesn't sit right um, to be able to do that to our most marginalised groups. Um, we have budgets coming out where you know other stuff is getting funded, like prisons or um, policing, where we know that the housing first approach and model that has worked in multiple other countries is what works to decrease any crime um, and and give people meaningful lives. Um, a lot of the stuff that then the crimes that end up clogging up the kind of criminal legal system are basic survival needs um, because we have a, a, a welfare payment that is less... Than like below poverty line, and we then have housing that is so unattainable that it's nothing matches up and no systems are working together. It it's um it just feels like in 2020 we would be so much further and and we would be taking care of and making sure everyone's treated respectfully and equally, and it's just um it's just a really wild time to be working in this sort of environment and, and just talking to people on the ground where they're you know, being denied basic human rights. And um, I guess that's what doing with Rahu is um, we're really pushing for people's basic human rights to be just just let them be safe and accommodated you know like I mm. don't know I don't really yeah. get why this is a, a big thing um I guess that yeah depends on how deep I can go <laughs> but it's like just we need to get safe accommodation for people
1: yeah for sure in terms of the renters and housing union um how have you found it in terms of campaigning and being involved? And do you have any reflections on if um, issues around housing rights and, um, yeah, issues around housing rights and the government, do you think they have been prominent enough in social movements and feminism?
2: I've found with Rahu they have been wanting to address the the issues in the system that no one wants to talk about. Um and and that's huge for for a support worker um who feels fairly helpless um and hopeless on most days when you can't even offer um basic needs having a union that actually really care about that and want to to push for this systemic change and to ensure that every person has a roof over their head has been really great um there's a lot of really incredible knowledge and expertise and I think that that's really reflective of their members as well that everyone um comes from all different walks of life there's support workers there's there's just so many different kinds of people and all of that knowledge comes together and then can I don't know accelerate all the people with lived experiences voices um and make sure that there can be something done um but they give me a lot of hope that <laughs> that you know um, we can really all band together and and start getting some of these um, demands. I think it's it's not that yeah they're just a demand. It's it's these are human rights. They're um, they're what everyone deserves.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what I'm hearing is, um, yeah, through forming a union and and forming a collective approach, there's a way through to try and push for some of the demands and some of the issues that you've faced but haven't been able to address on your own.
3: If the Andrews government wants to show that it cares for people experiencing homelessness, it must act now and provide these people with sustainable and humane housing.
1: You were listening to the issues raised by the Stop Forced Evictions to Homelessness rally by the Renters and Housing Union Victoria in Melbourne. You heard from union member Adriana and Chance at the rally. To find more about Rahu, go to rahu.org.au. Across these stolen lands, now called Australia, you've been listening to Women on the Line, highlighting a range of gender non conforming and women voices. Broadcast on the community radio network. On Wednesday, third of December, there was a national day of action in solidarity with Gamilaroi peoples fighting for their rights against destruction of their country for the sake of Santos's gas project in northern New South Wales, Narrabri and Napiliga regions. Gamilaroi Next Generation and other groups hosted events in major cities, calling for Santos to get the frack off our country. For well, the federal and state governments to abolish their cultural heritage laws that allowed this to happen and to demand for them to meet with Gumarai and other, undergo proper consultation?
4: Thank you all for being here today. And I just want to, just want to um, say that I'm so proud to be a descendant of a peaceful people who only took what we needed from the land. Hey? And I stand for the Gunai. I stand as a Chimara. I stand as a Waran. I stand as a Yoda Yoda Banarang. I stand in solidarity with you, the Gamilaroi and all others. What are we going to do? As what we said and as, as Nathan said. It's not going anywhere to anywhere the live. We're going to, to breathe. Come on. But we do need his all. We are not many, but we have survived. We have survived the giants of creation's past, and we have survived Mother Earth's a point of time for change. We have survived the ships that arrived, and dumped their evil and disgusting waste. We have survived, and we will survive this, and we will survive everything else that's flying in front of us. I stand as a young woman, a mother, a grandmother soon, I don't want this one my, my grandchildren's future. And peace to you is all, that's all I've got to say. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. I been down the rivers, I walk through the bush, I feed the possums and all the animals and they're all disappearing, there's nothing left, everything's sacred is gone because of all this, this, what is it? I don't know, but it's shameful and I'm ashamed of it all. But these animals need us, the land needs us, the people need us. We're a dying species, our people and our races, our animals and our land. And all you fellas, go for a walk down the river and see what it looks like. It's disgusting, it's shameful. The river, everything's dying and they're still killing everything and wrecking everything's so special and just, um, please, hey, start doing something about it properly, eh?
3: Thank you, Sis, and Nathan and Rob. Um, I hope everyone got a, you know, a little glimpse about what's happening at... Gomori country and about Aboriginal, how Aboriginal people are feeling about witnessing this slow train wreck of destruction. When is enough enough? Thought she's got a little bit of a hint, a message with this COVID thing. But no. Women's
0: on the line. <laughs> oh, that was Women on the line. Women on the line.
3: And like Anne said, Tracy said, we're, we're rare, we're less than three percent of numbers in this land. Crunch that a bit further, you know, we're extinct like animals, people rally for animals. But here we have people like Andrew Forrest in these parliament buildings. Legislating, legislating our genocide. That's what they do now. That's what this country is responsible for. It's a big word, genocide, they ratified 1949 in an international stage after World War II atrocities. It said our awful genocide will never happen here. I forgot to tell you that they had to legislate. They've got to legislate this thing and it's evidenced by the fact that no one has ever ever Been charged, and I've been, I've been charged, no one has been found guilty of genocide in this land from DOT. And I'm not just talking about here, I'm talking about. He's, re- he's the architect of a basics card. This isn't another little oppressive thing that they give Aboriginal people to oppress, disempower, remove us off our land, so and can profit. Amen. Enough is enough. I'm going to tone it down because I've not been called an angry black woman long enough. I'm really just... It's beyond, it's beyond logic here. It is. And something has to give, there are alternatives. Despite what the mainstream media may be putting out, there are alternatives to a system that only looks after this tiny percentage. Now we know this, not not only Aboriginal people are screwed in this land. We know what they do to elder people, elders here. Um, Farmers, you name it. People just trying to do the, the right thing, they're being screwed over. So, look at your superannuation, people, because we are, what's the word, we are? It's like a web. They call it a big worldwide web for nothing. It's caught us all. So, it takes some effort and some investigation, some deep thought about how we're going to work backwards from this mess. Because there are bigger ideas out there, there are bigger thoughts. They have been for some time. But the narrow-minded, constipated people we keep putting in charge won't let us entertain and, and discuss those ideas. So there are bigger ones out there. So, you know, good to see you. Know, I thought it was only going to be a small turnout. It's good to see everybody here. And I hope you're enjoying the sun and the power because we're back. We're not going anywhere. While we're here, this is Aboriginal land and we're going to fight it. And so is the land and animals at that.
1: You heard from three speakers, Anne, Tracy, and Viv, at the Gamal Means No solidarity action in Melbourne with the struggle against Santos's gas field in inland northern New South Wales. You can follow the campaign by following Gamilaroi Next Generation on their social media pages. Next up, a track. Cool.
0: Always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Every place in this country, it's all Aboriginal land. Ain't no place you can run to here on Aboriginal land. In this place you call Australia, it's still Aboriginal land. I stand never written
1: Women on the Line is a national feminist current affairs program. It's produced and presented by a range of women and gender non-conforming broadcasters from 3CR in Melbourne on Kulin Nation's land and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network with funding support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. Women on the Line programs can be downloaded at www.3cr.org.au forward slash women on the line. We'd love to hear your comments or thoughts about the program. So please send an email to women on the line at gmail.com or give us a call at 3CR on 03 9419 8377. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The theme music for Women on the Line was produced by Ripley Kavara. I'm Iris Lee. Tune in to Living On The Line next week on your community radio station.
0: You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia.